Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The United States midterm elections, they're going to take place on Tuesday, and they're being very, very carefully watched. There are concerns that, depending on the results, there could be unrest in the United States. John Zogby joins us, senior partner at John Zogby Strategies, the national U.S. polling firm. And uh, John and his son have the Zogby Report, Real and Unscripted. And his book is We Are Many, We Are One. John, thanks for coming on the program. You may have to re- retitle the book. Um, it is a worry. Um, and frankly, for the first time in my life, it is a worry. And I am worried, of course, about um, November 9th or 10th or whenever we may know the result. I don't think we will on, on Tuesday night itself. There will be a lot more vote counting to take place. On the other hand, in the long term, I'm very optimistic about millennials and uh, um, and Gen Z. But that's another conversation. Uh, right now, it's the election, isn't it? You know, you and I talked about, I think, two years ago, we talked about unrest in the United States and the concerns you had for your country because you'd never seen it the way it is now. The kind of uh, just general unhappiness and the, and, the, and the visceral anger that exists between people who take opposing views of how the United States should be governed. What are the issues that are driving Americans today as you head toward Tuesday? Ultimately, what, what, are, what are the issues that Americans are concentrating on? We hear abortion, um, border security, crime, inflation. Is that the core of it or is there more? Well, uh, under the is there more category, you know, Roy, it, and, and we've had hotly contested uh, Armageddon type elections uh, many times. But we we had always had a common set of issues and then each side would respond to those issues uh, and it would get worse. You know, this is what we'll do. And if you elect the other guy, it's we go to hell in a handbasket. But in this instance, we have two different sets of issues, um, two different realities, two different sets of facts backing up those realities. And, and so for the Republicans, what is working for them is inflation as the number one issue that affects everyone. And it's behind uh, to a great degree, so much malaise um, and distrust and so on. Um, uh, and the Republicans figure, you know, that they can just play defense on that one, say it's the issue um, and benefit by not being the, the party in power. Uh, what also works for, for Republicans is crime. You know, there's a um, the numbers uh, tell a slightly different story, but the perception is that crimes, particularly violent crimes, um, are at a record high, which they're not. Uh, but it is working for them, as is immigration, which more than anything else is a, a cultural issue and the changing face of the United States. Um, on the flip side, you know, for Democrats, what's working for them is abortion choice, uh, what had been the law of the land for 50 years and something now taken away from them. And then also broader than even the January 6th rebellion, the notion that you have uh, so many candidates 
Republicans uh, who are running for office, over 300, who deny the results of the, um, you know, the 2020 election. And, you know, there is a fear that uh, Republicans won't accept defeat if they lose. But Republicans also, and I think to some degree justifiably, fearing that Democrats won't accept defeat in in close elections. Hard to run a democracy, you know, on that basis. Well, you know, it's interesting. I just came across a couple of articles earlier today. Hillary Clinton didn't immediately concede in 2016. She did uh, within within a day, but it was difficult for them. And she advised Joe Biden not to concede if the election was close in 2020. So this is a, this is something that I don't know if the electorate's used to this, but it certainly is a it's a, it's an issue that's come to the surface. Um, Donald Trump. If I say Donald Trump, what's the Trump factor? On Tuesday, John. Well, clearly, um, the the hope on his part that he is well. First of all, he controls the Republican Party uh, today, as we know it, and and tomorrow as well. He's already positioning himself to probably make an announcement November fourteenth, um, if for no other reason than number one to be able to dominate the headlines, you know, over the next two solid years. Number two, to smoke everybody out, including those who ideologically agree with him. But the fact is he controls the Republican Party. Um, and when he does that, uh, he he um, uh, controls the conversation, controls the debate, gets an awful lot of coverage. He looms large. Okay, now the the Democrats don't seem terribly united behind Joe Biden for the last number of years now. I've heard people say, well, Biden's not the guy. He can't take us into 2024. He's too old. He can't handle this job. There just seems to be a faction. Is it a faction within the Democratic Party that doesn't want him? Is, is that, is that what's going on? Or is there a real movement within, within the Democratic Party that says we shouldn't go into 24 with Joe Biden? There is a movement within. And, you know, basically it's what I have referred to as the consultant industrial complex. Um, of people who have been uh, young and old, but in control of the, um, you know, the strategizing, the um, polling, the negative um, uh, campaigning, the advertising, um, who uh, really in many ways control and dictate, you know, what goes on uh, with the Democratic National Committee and its various subcommittees in, in planning races. They're the ones that create the buzz, and then, um, you know, you have those who may be aligned or hope to be aligned with somebody else who are trying to spread the word. You know, what's odd about that is that um, it never pays to throw the, throw the guy who's in uh, the presidency under the bus. I mean, to some degree, candidates did that to Barack Obama in 2010 and 2014, and it didn't work very well uh, for them. John, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I only have a few seconds left. Can I get a yes or no to this one? If the Republicans win the House and the Senate on Tuesday, does Donald Trump become the de facto president of the United States? Uh, Too strong to say probably. Not yet. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, 
Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 